You're listening. No. You're listening to the Buns.com Podcast Network. (laughs) (laughs) Buns, buns, buns. (laughs) Oh my God. (laughs) Welcome to the Girly Mags Halloween episode. What the hell is going on? Honestly, (laughs) this is like, you guys don't really need to know why or anything, but I've totally fucked up. This is actually the best of Best to start off a (laughs) show. Best of part two. Being unnecessarily confusing to the listener. (laughs) (laughs) Halloween is one of my favorite holidays, so if you want to pretend it's Halloween, go ahead. Be my guest. Young Manischewitz's house. (laughs) All right. We are Girly Mags. This is our second part of our best of episode from the past year of our first season. Yeah. So it's been a long year. Lots of interesting stories that we've learned about ourselves and about each other. Super fun. Uh, Just to recap on last week's episode, Dee learned how to shave her ass from James. Rowie had some dog, dog friendly stories. Rimage. Uh, yeah, some celeb content, some woke content with Drake. Yeah. It's good yeah, shit. It's tear good away, shit. I tore away some pants that tore I ruined. Tore out your back. In, yeah. the words, in the words of Nelly, please believe in me and the rest of my heathens. <laughs> <laughs> so we're back with our second uh, best of episode, as promised. We'll be revisiting some alt-girl advice courtesy of Kim Gordon in Dirt Magazine. We'll also take a look at um, our consent issue and whether or not Lauren is girlfriend material and the trouble with toilet paper. (laughs) Yep. My name is Andrea Johns, and I'm so happy to be here for second to last episode of Girly Mags. I'm going to miss you guys so much. Um, But I'm looking forward to my summer trip, and I'm going to fill my ear holes with the Girly Mags. And I'm going to leave our podcast all over the airport so that somebody is going to be like, oh, I need some listening material while I'm on the plane. And then be like, holy shit, these guys are raunchy as fuck. Business cards everywhere. <laughs> <laughs> My name is James Holler. And uh, we're going to do a little transition the sexy to Girly Mags, considering the popularity of murder podcasts. <laughs> we're going to transition to a murder mystery podcast in which I murder one of the co-hosts of Girly Mags. <laughs> that is right up Dee's alley. She's so like, <laughs> up my alley. Spoiler alert, it was Lauren. <laughs> uh, I miss you, Lauren. Lauren, Lauren. miss my you. My name is Young Vinashevitz. That's Young, no J, no U, no E. But I am a J-E-W. <laughs> what up? <laughs> and my name is, of course, D. Mortimer. D. Murder and Mayhem Mortimer. D. Murder and Mayhem Mortimer. Is there any murder on this on this segment? Well, who killed Lauren? <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, Lauren is mysteriously missing. So. I am on the case. <laughs> Again, I miss you, Lauren. Yeah. Can't wait to have you back. Well, you. We, you can revisit her right now in this quiz segment, finding out whether or not she's girlfriend material yeah. before James killed her. Survey says, Hey, spoiler yes. alert. You don't know who <laughs> killed her. <laughs> it was Tibbs. I thought that was Dean. <laughs> <laughs> I did too. <laughs> Welcome back, you guys. 
I, it's quiz time on Girly Mags, so I'm going to be administering a quiz to our dear Lauren. <laughs> that sounds painful. I know. <laughs> I know. Um, so today's quiz, uh, or this week's quiz, is uh, called What Do Guys Think of You? You don't have to sneak into the boys' locker room to find out what they're saying about you. Just take this quiz and clue in. I'll tell you what one guy thinks of you. That he's proud that I'm his daughter? <laughs> <laughs> that was a good answer. <laughs> the only answer. <laughs> You're hanging with some girlfriends at lunch when a group of guys, including your dream date, sits down at your table. You A, say to your man, there's a seat free next to me, big guy. <laughs> what the? <laughs> B, make eye contact with him and smile. Hey, it's a start. C, split. No way will he notice you with so many people around and just sitting there will make you totally self-conscious. Or D, joke around with him about the awful food. Uh, D. Yeah. yeah. You got to lulls to Absolutely. love. Absolutely. That's the, I think that's the only clear answer. Hundo. There. When you actually like someone, if you're, if you're around them, just make like eye contact. And are, are you giving this advice right now? The I wouldn't listen. I don't games. like any of you. That's why I don't make <laughs> eye contact with you. You look at my boobs again. Uh, yeah. <laughs> he doesn't make eye contact because his eyes are elsewhere. <laughs> this guy comes up to you at a party and says, Hey, aren't you in my chemistry class? You don't recognize him, but he's kind of cute. You A, smile flirtatiously and say, no, but I'd like to. B, say, no, I don't think so, and walk away. (laughs) (laughs) C, smile and say, no, but I've seen you in the halls to get the conversation going. Or D, smile and say, that's not a bad line, but let me tell you a few that would work better. I'm going to go with D. I'm literally gesticulating so hard. Did you write this quiz? (laughs) I would would be like, smile and say, no. Um, I would say, no, I don't think so, and walk away to the back bathroom where the dog is and then spend the whole party petting the dog i would say i'm not 15 you serial yeah i'd be like i'm 37 i haven't been to chemistry in a long time it was a a teacher how did you get in here billy billy i think you're in my chemistry class that i teach yeah exactly (laughs) on a class trip you're sitting next to a total hunk on the bus you a spend the ride playing hangman and tic-tac-toe with him B, inch over until your thigh is touching his, then le- lean over him and pretend to look at something out the window. That's a dope move. I can't believe yeah, that is good. good move. That That's is good. That's a good move. I'm getting advice here. C, take a book out of your bag and read. <laughs> That's, That's a D answer. That would be That's that would D Mortimer. That's, That's a D Mortimer answer. Yeah, yeah. It would be fan fiction. I'd pull out <laughs> or The Exorcist. <laughs> the, book, the book is titled How to Fuck the Hunk Next to Your <laughs> So creepy. <laughs> I wasn't creepy when I was younger. I was just incredibly socially awkward. Um, and, or D, strike up a conversation. Uh, what was B? The B was the cool move, so right? B, yeah, yeah like, B was uh, like... B, 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 Am I wearing a bra? <laughs> just, yeah. Throw B. them titties B, 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 B. I think you're murdering this quiz, dude. I know, dude. All right, number four. Of all places, the guy you like turns up at the track while you're jogging. All right. You A, pretend to be finished with with your workout. You're not about to run and and sweat in front of him. B, tell him how great he looks in his running shorts. (laughs) (laughs) C, challenge him to a race. You may humiliate yourself or maybe you'll humiliate him. Either way, he'll notice. D, pace yourself so that you're running right next to him. It'll be worth it. I would race him and I would desecrate him and then I would bully him after and call him (laughs) a weak pussy for not being able to beat me a girl. (laughs) 
Is that an answer? Yeah, that's, that's fantastic. D. That's E. I would actually choose D. Just like keep pace with each other. And no, because if I was pace with him, he would literally see my body mul- melting off of I think me. Melting. <laughs> melting like a snake. I <laughs> hate runners. Don't get me started on fucking I would just, joggers. I would keep running into the forest because I would be <laughs> so scared. Towards your fan fiction. I would start running towards him extremely quickly and bowl him over. <laughs> with your wits. Like I would I wait for him to pass me, and then I start running towards him like T one thousand with my arms straight up. With <laughs> they a become, serious look they on become my face. giant hooks, <laughs> like that guy in Get Out. Yeah, yeah. 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 what a satisfying movie that was. That great was. Movie. You and your girlfriends are going to a big party. You put on a your favorite read everyday outfit, jeans and a tee. B something short, tight, and way sexy, of course. Duh. C a skirt, a t shirt, and your Doc Martens. Coolly casual meets big night out. D Whatever you happen to have on, you don't want anyone to think you're trying too hard. Wait, so, oh my God, of course you I try hard. You have a choice between C, A, which is t-shirt and jeans, or C, which is a skirt and t-shirt. Yeah, and Doc Martens, <laughs> and because Doc that yeah, so makes it I'm a picking the t-shirt and the jeans because the Doc Martens are like a little much for me, and I'd feel like Ace Ventura. <laughs> <laughs> when he's wearing that ballerina skirt and he's with those work boots and smashing his head against the thing at this that's Did my you, favorite scene yeah that's, 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 that's why i wouldn't pick skirt and boots so you picked you picked uh jeans and a tee yeah dude so like a, a normal human yeah. being what do you do when you have a crush on a guy oh. think about him morning noon and night but clam up anytime he's around no nothing with the word clam <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> b Hang around him constantly and stick love notes in his locker. That's yeah. fucking crazy Stranger balls. Stranger danger. Sounds like a Tanya yeah. Harding thing. <laughs> C. Desperately try to act normal when he's nearby, but make a special effort to be around him. Or D. Sympathize while he complains to oh. you about bad dates. Oh. Oh. Homework. Oh. Whatever. Then tell him jokes to cheer him up. Fuck, that's my life. Oh. I right, hate bad that. Da- eliminate bad dates. It's just sympathize and be like a... Good friend, I guess. Yeah. I'm not eliminating no, anything. The question is the thing. question, yeah. dude, and people do that, and what? those people need to get it oh together. Oh, my God. Can you because imagine? What that is, is that's the friend zone. Can you yeah. imagine? I've been there. I know. Can you imagine Ugh. the creepy good guy version of this where it was a guy be like, oh, my God, I can't believe you went on such a bad date with that guy. I would never treat you like that, as if I would ever date you, but like, <laughs> I would never do that to you if I did, though. Yeah. I love you. Please let me lick your shoes. And the all's gonna go soon. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I would just I would wait, what was the C because that sounded the good best one I think it's just desperately like, try to act no normal. no 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 B B what's B, B. hang around no. him <laughs> hang around him constantly no 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 wait what's A what's A <laughs> think about him morning noon and night no 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 what's D <laughs> sympathize well the fuck is this question they're really horrible okay, answers or E your own I think oh. I I would do this. C, desperately try to act normal when he's nearby, but make a special effort to be around yeah. him. You That's shut the most me up. normal. <laughs> okay. What? You, you freaked out when I started I reading it. I got freaking out, man. I'm she desperate. <laughs> I was desperate. Man, yeah. You don't want to act. You don't have to change your personality. This is Rowie. You guys shouldn't have to change <laughs> who you are and try and fit into some paradigm of normality. You're talking too fast. <laughs> yeah, that's not Rowie. Okay. At parties, you can usually be found A, dancing and having the time of your life. You love letting loose. I do. B, doing your famous wallflower imitation. C, <laughs> passing on he likes you messages from your guy God. friends to help him them pick up girls. What the f- I am a third wheel, dude. Yeah, oh, I no. feel By like the way, that. I am a really good wingman. If you need a good wingman, I will be your wingman. But you must 
specify that you want me to wing because if you don't, I will cock block you <laughs> so hard. Good to know. Good, Good to, to know. know. I am the worst wingman because one, I just dist- I distract attention to myself. Because you stare at girls' tits when your friends trying to pick them up. <laughs> I mean, then they'll be like, "Hey, is this great bothering you with his stare?" Oh yeah, you would be a great That's wingman. That's actually true. Yeah, you'd yeah. be a great wingman. Well, according to James, I need to find a man so I could use you as a wing woman, mm-hmm. Lauren Prasky. Oh, okay. There was. There I'll make sure to let you know. Go James on. There was a up. fourth option. Go, go. It is it. I feel D. mine. Hanging with your friends and scoping cute guys to flirt with. That 100% D. And I'm a little upset that there's no option where I'm just standing by a food table. <laughs> I feel like that would been. I feel like that would have been included with the wallflower one. It is yeah. a good place to meet people. Oh, by the fuck. food. I Absolutely. love cheese yeah. dishes. But no parties yeah. have food these days. Are you kidding are me? You, yeah, they do. An adult party. Where you go? I literally walk in, and if there's no fucking food table, I am right yeah, back I walk at the right door. Do you guys know me? Do I seem like I get invited to a lot of adult parties? <laughs> I just don't think you got invited to a lot of parties. <laughs> Oh, Amy's clapping. This is your no clap one, back No album. one wants me in like an enclosed Amy space. Amy is clap backing hard and I like it. Yeah, yeah my ass I'm into clapping it. back. This is, your, this is your comeback album like Mariah. Oh. Yeah. yeah. You're at the mall for some serious shopping when you see a group of guys you kind of know from school hanging out at the arcade. You A, cruise right by them. You don't know what to say. B, smile, say hello and head off to the stores. C, quit shopping to join the guys in the arcade. Or D, totally glom onto them and follow them around even after they've ditched the arcade. You'd rather uh, shop for a new boy than a new dress. You have no, D, you have no self-esteem. D, you're Glenn all. Close from Fatal Attraction. <laughs> what? Go now now I am literally confused because I think you're talking about me. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm not. Jesus Do you remember when Christ. The malls this quiz is about me. <laughs> mall, my, mall, my mall, I grew up and used to have an arcade. They shut it down in like the 90s. But it was dope and it always smelled like pee. Why did ma- arcades always smell like pee? Why are you looking at me? <laughs> because you're old enough to remember arcades. I'm old. Remember, <laughs> do you remember the arcade on Young Street that was just north yes, of the I Eaton do. Center? Yes, I do. It always smelled like pee. Everything smells like pee around the Eaton Center, James. <laughs> yeah. Okay, so I would pick C, quit shopping to join the guys in the arcade, but not because they were super cute, but because I wanted to play some games. Skee-ball! Yeah, yeah, yeah. Skee-ball. Oh, I would be off, oh, I would be off playing Tetris. Well, in the bathroom. Yeah. Oh my god, there's a cat and it's licking my butt. <laughs> <laughs> hey, Tips. That's He's licking exe- my butt. Our executive, executive producer, producer has Tips is in Lauren's purse. You and the gang are at the park playing touch football. One of the guys, the one you have a huge crush on, of course, tackles you by accident and apologizes all over the place. Swing. <laughs> you A, say no sweat, you're no wimp. B, tell him you accept his apology, but he owes you a soda after the game. Got to use those moments for all oh, their work. Yeah. C, tell him he owes you a massage what later to ease the soreness. What? Got to abuse these moments yeah. for all their work. Where did I? Where am I sore? <laughs> Everywhere. Everywhere. Mm. Or D, are so dirty, grass stained, and mortified that you can't even speak to him to tell him it's okay. Oh, or okay. E, be like, what the fuck is your problem? Why'd you tackle me? And then punch me, him out. <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? Like punch that. Yeah, like oh, you accidentally shit. tackled me what the fuck is your problem like that scene now and then. <laughs> <laughs> like that scene in now and then when roberta beats the shit out of yeah. the, the baseball field. 
Okay, well, I would choose B because I've basically already done that. I when I, I even told that story on air before. I told some guy to stop bugging me when I was at a baseball game because he kept walking by me, and then I told him to buy me a drink, and he did, and then I left when I was done drinking it. It was I a beer, not a soda. I feel like did I say soda? No, they said soda. Oh, I feel like soda? I feel like for me it would end in the same way as the football to the face ended, where <laughs> I just walk and end up in the bathroom. <laughs> wow, <laughs> what the fuck? That cat's all over me. <laughs> Tibbs is very curious right now. Yeah, he's being really friendly. Yeah, yeah I don't know. Tibbs really is friendly. <laughs> All right, hit me up with the last question because right, I feel really good about this. Last question. In drama class, you're paired with a major babe to do a scene, a kissing scene. Never happened. Ooh. Never happened. You never happened for me either. You A, are ready to die from nerves, so you tell the teacher no way. B, suggest he come over to your place later to uh, practice. Mm. C, prep him by saying, uh, once you say prep, I think keep thinking that it's like, you know, with lube. <laughs> um, C, prep him by saying, just pretend I'm Sharon Stone, okay? D, say, usually I insist on a first date before I kiss a guy and hope the idea hits home. Oh, uh, that's Lauren disgusting. Okay, I'm going to choose B, suggest that he come over to your place later to uh, practice. <laughs> So, according to your answers, you're a great girlfriend. You're a catch, bud. I know. Stunned <laughs> silence hits the room. Yeah. <laughs> so, Sorry, you've got everything down right. You know how to be friendly and flirtatious in a subtle, non-intimidating, and no-pressure way. Plus, you're confident, so you don't change mm-hmm. your behavior just because guys are around. No, I don't! You're always yourself. <laughs> Basically, guys feel comfortable. <laughs> Bas- Maybe Lord. change that personality a tiny bit. <laughs> <laughs> Basically, guys feel comfortable with you because you feel comfortable around them. And most importantly, you don't take guys too seriously. That's why if a guy you like doesn't like you, you get over it pretty fast. It's so true! You're oh, too busy gay. having fun to mope. It's, it's like, so mean! It's like 17 magazine if reached into Lauren Presky's soul and pulled out her profile. I think I just try and calm down the crazy when I first meet someone. Let them reveal that slowly over time. This yeah. cat is smelling my ass now! <laughs> Cousin Lovin' had me a blast. Cousin Lovin' dog ate my whole ass. <laughs> what segment are we I talking about again? Girl. What do you mean whole ass. Yeah. Well, he didn't like limit it to like, he just did like a, he buttered my entire biscuit. Oh yeah, you can lick a whole <laughs> ass. Are you joking? You lick around the, you lick around the cheeks, you kiss the cheeks, oh. you go beyond the cheeks, you go into the crack, that's fine, a whole fine, other fine. level. To me, you go to the hole, that's a whole other but level. I, I know, you but go I, inside <laughs> the hole, that's a whole other level. You're describing everything I, I was confusing. Be- <laughs> I, was, I was confused because I was imagining eating ass as though it were a plate full of food and eating all of it. So when you're eating all of it, it's like, what exactly are you consuming to, like, completeness? Full ass. You go to level four. Level four, four, please, ladies lingerie. I am from Gen Z, so I'm so eating ass that I consider vagina the front ass of the body. (laughs) That is not what it is. I'm still a virgin. I've only had sex in the front ass. Like North Korea and South Korea. Anyway, this segment um, that what we're introducing, is it is the segment we did about, uh, it was an Ask Anything moment. All right, and Ask Anything. Yeah, it was an <laughs> Ask Anything moment. And a young woman w- wrote in to, I think it was YM, um, but wrote in discussing and wanting some advice on a rather large crush she had on her cousin. And we set the record straight on that, that it was a little weird. 
weird. No, I think we I were okay my- with it, and the magazine wasn't okay with it. I remember being pro-cousin fucking. <laughs> guys, guys, <laughs> who else out there thought D was going to say a rather large crack? <laughs> <laughs> introduction music that's going to get us started on the next segment about relating. When you're growing up, you sometimes go through things and you feel feelings that make you feel weird and you don't know where to turn. Sometimes the only place you can turn is Seventeen Magazine when you're attracted to your cousin. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) My cousin Matt lives two houses away from me and we've always been very close. All my friends have said that he's cute, but I never thought so until now. Lately, though, whenever he looks at me or talks to me, I blush and I get embarrassed. I even feel like I have to look great all the time to see him. The other night, he took this girl out, and I was really jealous. Matt is beginning to notice that I'm acting differently. He keeps asking me what's the matter, but I know I can't tell him. I know it's wrong to feel this way about my cousin. We barely even talk anymore. What should I do? Girl, Great. I have a feeling that like she might be, he might be an older cousin, and she might be young, so all her kids in her school are like all nervous little fucking like grade eight nerds and her cousin's like 16 year old cousin sex god and he's like oh what's up babe i was just like drying my yeah pubes. he could be like a luke perry drying yeah, I was his just, pubes i was just drying my pubes <laughs> oh how my you doing cuz he could be like the hot brother in stranger things the older that's exactly who i was imagining <laughs> but you know i mean i i think when you're that age and you're like going through weird hormonal shit if you don't have a lot of experience with uh with law <laughs> with the what's with what's legally what's allowed right and what's and not no. <laughs> well i think I, and i also think if you have like literally all of your friends projecting their crushes onto you it's very like maybe easy to like absorb that or something i don't well, know maybe the jealousy comes from i think some girls even have that jealousy complex with an older brother if they're like well i'm like their sister and we're best friends and then like a bunch of girls like him it's sort of like i don't know maybe you're just conf- cross me and my your cousin used to wrestle no but d you made a good point subjective babeness is such a thing in high school like there were so many girls in high school that like if i look back i'm like man that girl was really attractive you know and like they're even they're still attractive to this day you know but it's just selective babeness it's a totally separate concept like because although if a lot of people like them yeah it it makes their attractiveness more persuading her on top of the fact that she doesn't really have access to a lot of boys she hasn't really like had experience with just the opposite sex so here's like some guy that comes in he's really nice to her he's casual because he's he's so cute and she feels a connect albeit maybe she shouldn't really be feeling like like a a sexual connection but she feels some sort of really connection to this person because they're it's a familial connection right so just all sorts of weird hormones mixed into that. You got a recipe right there. I love the fact that D was really uncomfortable with this subject of being attracted to cousins, and yet like shoving a dildo into a pee hole is like fine. <laughs> this is her breaking point: is being attracted <laughs> to someone who's vaguely related. It's to so you. true. <laughs> oh, I love that we found your limit. <laughs> yeah, my limit is cousin fucking. <laughs> what? Well, what was the advice that they gave? The advice is actually really good, and it's along the lines of what Rowie said, and that here's what we could be going on. Boys, 
Even those who haven't just been kicking around as friends are becoming people you notice physically and who you sense notice you. So even though he's a relative, he's still a boy. And then they go on to say that the problem is that your crush can't go anywhere with Matt. At least not Don't with tell her that. At least not without bringing you both, not to mention your families, a lot of pain and confusion. Acting on it could make you feel guilty or upset and probably petrified that people would find out and then wait it out and then you can pursue other people freely. What if she's a member of a royal family? Because their whole shit is marrying cousins. That's like Every different. royal family in the world did not to dilute their shit, except for now when Prince Harry is marrying some random girl who is an actress from America. <coughs> Meghan Markle. And a woman, oh, she's and, Canadian, and a woman she? of color. No. But we were, like, we were just kind of thinking about this, too. Like, incest right now is big, too. Speaking of the royal family, it's all like the Game of Thrones and shit. It's like one day, uh, I don't even know how this happened. I'm telling you. I'm a regular Pornhub checker. I know we've all like same Z's. This is is really happening in our world today. Whereas like yesterday, it was like big boobs, big dicks, and like the next day, it's like big dicks. Fuck your mother and your sister. (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) I'm like, you know what? I'm like Donald Trump. I am a incest porn truther. Show us the birth certificates. Oh my god! Show us you're actually (laughs) related. Well, you'd be surprised, but there's a lot of people in history that have married their cousins. Um, clearly, obviously, the royal family. Uh, Rudy Giuliani, the previous what? mayor of New York, married Whoa. his cousin. Um, Saddam Hussein. Charles, Shout out to Iraq! Charles Darwin, oddly enough. Uh, the story <laughs> there is it's apparently he married his second cousin. They thought it was the third cousin, and then it turned out that it was the second or something. <laughs> hey, second he's still cousin well is fine. It's no, smart. it's not. I think it's still pretty related. If you have never met before and you're like, oh, I found out you're my second cousin. Like, if you're from, if Iceland, you're from Iceland, actually has an app. That you can, da- when you meet someone, you because ha- they're so <laughs> closely related, that, yes. that you can look up if this person's related to you. So. I can't believe there's an app for that. Although it's probably really smart. <laughs> there's an app for that. Yeah. <laughs> that oh, is man. like so opposite diversity. It's ridiculous, eh? Uh, then we got uh, Jerry Lee Lewis uh, clearly married his 13-year-old yeah. first cousin. Oof. By the way... <sighs> Dennis Quaid is very attractive. That's a double whammy, though. He is attractive. Yeah, it was a double duty. Yeah, it wasn't good. Uh, And then uh, Einstein and, of course. I was going to say, Albert uh, Einstein married his first cousin after his wife died. Yeah. There's a lot of achievers in here. There's a lot of smart people. (laughs) This isn't just dumb motherfuckers. No, they're very, very smart people. Maybe we should fuck our cousins. Yeah, and Kevin Bacon married Kevin S- Kira Sedgwick, his wife, uh, ninth cousin once removed, which they found out from Ancestry.org, which I think <laughs> is really just a push to use that website. <laughs> Even like six degrees of Kevin Bacon Anyone? is like, your wife is related to you. <laughs> Anyone been attracted to their cousin? I will go first. In grade <laughs> six, I met my cousin for the first time. What kind of cousin was she? She was from down south, which is already a red flag. But no, she was just a really. Co- I was was she your first cousin, your second first cousin? cousin? But she was just a really cool punk rocker, and like she, she like we had a lot of fun that weekend. I wasn't attracted to her, but it was like she was the first like person I met that was like into punk, and we had a really fun time for a week. And I wasn't like necessarily attracted to her. I think you were attracted to her exuberance of life. Like when sometimes you meet well, people. Well, she was also a cool girl who would talk to me. That, but I'm saying is like people like they inspire you to be a certain way, or you're attracted to the way that thing is, so you become attracted to them. Yeah. So your cousin Matt might be really cool, but it doesn't mean you want him to poke you. <laughs> uh, I was I was attracted to my cousin through marriage. 
Uh, doesn't count. You and guys are I was at all. attracted to him, and then our cousins got married, and then I had to be unattracted to him. Because then it would have been too cousiny. You're not related yeah. at all. That's fine. Actually, my best friend growing up, her parents were step siblings, and their parents were step siblings. It was uh, a very weird, like clueless. Yeah, kind of. Yeah, so that's fine. It was. Too. It was very clueless. I was never attracted to any. Like, I, I have one first cousin, and then are I are you have saying all your cousins are ugly live on Girly Mags? I'm saying I'm not attracted to them. Not a cousin I'd like to fuck. Is <laughs> I'm what not she's attra- saying? I'm not attracted to Ethan Hawke, but I can still acknowledge that he's like he's my cousin, a good looking. Person. <laughs> <laughs> oh Wait, my god! My what? cousins used to wear latex, Beavis and Butthead masks, and chase me around and like. Beat me up! Oh I hate him going so in a totally much. Wait a second! Direction. Your cousin used to wear latex. That <laughs> is my favorite uh, family Can't porn say right it now. Like Pornhub. <laughs> Pornhub is like a fucking landmine of like incest shit, though. It like, show it me the me. birth certificates. That is why. <laughs> show me the birth certificates. That is why I go to Pornhub and then I click right on the gay stuff <laughs> and I go right to the gay because then all I can see is twinks, <laughs> twinks and bears. None of Wait, those guys are related. Has this not infected the gay community? Is it not like I'm twinks? Twink brothers? Brother. There's no twink brothers. There's no. There's no, no it's twinkies. No. I will Critic? never. I will never judge or shame anybody with regards to what they watch. Porn. I will. I won't judge it. Whatever. Do what you want to do. As long as you're not like. As long as it's doing anything illegal. Yeah. As long as it's not illegal or whatever. But like, it's the incest shit is very straight. So I guess the reality is here. What Girly Mags is saying is, it's okay for you to want to fuck your cousin, but just go on Pornhub and watch some cousin fucking porn <laughs> instead of fucking your cousin Matt. So if I'm going to hell, I'm going there playing the piano. <laughs> Part of having a really awesome podcast is when you have celebrities liking your shit. So we've been pretty lucky to have uh, celebrities like or retweet or, you know, look at our shit. DM us. I like to think that all of our listeners are celebrities. Yeah, you guys are all of our celebrities. So so we're going to just run down a list of our favorite celebrity likes, comments, or uh, follows. Or for sexy, this last year. Sexy DMs. <laughs> or sexy DMs. So, I mean, obviously I love all of them. Um, they all hold a special place in my heart, but I'm tied with the weirdest two in first place for me. Lisa Loeb, because she was a huge part of my like teenage years. I cried a lot to her albums. And Courtney Love, who mm. I love because she's fucking I love Courtney awesome. Love who do you think would win in a match? <laughs> Oh, Courtney Love. Courtney yeah, Love. Sure. She's like fucking break her glass. At least but you didn't let me finish. <laughs> a match of tears. <laughs> I, think, oh well, I think Courtney Love is like angry tears and Lisa Loeb is like emo tears. Yeah, exactly. I think Courtney Love win because she got like the eyeliner that's all messed up. <laughs> yeah, she got tears. Tammy Faye Baker eyeliner. Yeah, she's got her I don't give a fuck Lisa eyeliner. Lisa Loeb can't right. even visual. put on eyeliner because she can't see without her glasses. I do love her though. She's also fucked up. She can't hear, only hear what she wants to. Her Instagram is very fun to follow. It's very lovely. Anyway. Okay, so mine is also a tie. It's Alyssa Donovan, a.k.a. Amber from Clueless. A.k.a. Ambular. Ambular versus Jeff Timmons (laughs) from 98 degrees. And a a now Chippendales dancer. And now a Chippendales dancer. He replied to our story and said, awesome. The (laughs) The other hot 98 degrees, guys. It goes like 90 degrees. 
Jeff Timmons. <laughs> oh, no, sorry. 90 degrees, <laughs> Nick Lachey. Nick Lachey. <laughs> 96 degrees, Jeff Timmons. Like, 30 degrees. The other guys. terrible wind chill. The other guys. <laughs> Jeff, Timmons, Jeff Timmons, you're 98 degrees in my book. There's always got to be, like, the wind chill guys. Like, even NSYNC <laughs> had those guys that nobody knows who they are. Yeah. yeah. Even the Who had that. I can't believe Johnny F- was actually named, Joey from NSYNC was actually known as Joey Fat One. Like he was the fat one. That's mean. Okay, Bobby, you row row. He's the sexiest one in my heart. I just want to give a shout out to Alf. (laughs) Alf, if you're listening, (laughs) I have no idea what you were doing when the show got canceled. Um, I was uh, I was just teaching Lucky how to tell time. But <laughs> if you're listening, obviously the World Wide Web might extend to the universe. If you are listening, Melmac, I would, I would love to do some field recordings of the atmosphere of Melmac. Actually, <laughs> does Alf say. have a Twitter account? No, that was our own Twitter. We're always confused. <laughs> <laughs> and my favorite is our. OG celebrity follower Cisco. <laughs> yes, nice. five steps from eternity. If you didn't think I was gonna sing this episode, <laughs> you're fucking nuts. <laughs> <laughs> Unleash the dragon. I'm not gonna stop until we get Katie Lang. <laughs> I love Katie Lang. I'm not gonna voice. stop until we get someone I'm better at singing, like Blackstreet <laughs> or uh, someone that my mom knows. Brian McKnight. <laughs> I also have two favorites. Uh, one is Jane Pratt, the founder of Sassy Magazine, which Flip, makes sense yeah. considering Fuck we're yes. fucking girly mags. And also Kim Gordon, who retweeted us and also gave us some amazing advice in this next segment from Dirt Magazine, August 1992. <laughs> God damn you, Kim Gordon, you beautiful human being. I love you and I respect you and I appreciate the work you do just in case you're listening. (laughs) We hope you're listening. Don't sue us. (laughs) Hey, Tiger. You need advice when it comes to women. And we've got just the ticket. Girls who live to give it. Dirk has a section called Dear Girl where they invite a different superstar every magazine to provide some advice to boys looking for info. Oh my God! Did they ever have an episode where they asked Courtney Love? I would love to hear her terrible advice. <laughs> yeah, she just passed out the whole time from drinking. <laughs> Unless she was cleaning, it was the Ed Norton stage. So this time is Kim Gordon from Sonic Ute. Oh, what was that word? Uh, what word? Did you say Ute? What is a Ute? Oh, excuse me, Your Honor. Ute. Doing business, dear girl. Does it help to meet girls if you have a business card? If so, what's an impressive title and occupation I should use? Some dude. We have Girly Meg's business cards. <laughs> Rowie, you, have you given a girl you give your business card? Uh, yeah, because I love looking like a pussy by giving someone a gir- something with like a girly. Here's like a girly card for me. It shows uh, you. It gives you credit. Like you can't be a part of a woman's podcast. Look. Maybe this kind of bullshit works with the Parkdale set, James, but uh, the <laughs> average girl, that shit is going to go nowhere fast. Oh You're like, God. I'm a big media person. Here's my card. You could come on my successful show because I have a pod business card. No? James does not know what the word success means. <laughs> her, advice is, her advice is so, so much this is this is Cam Gordon's response. Yeah, David, it helps to meet girls using a business card, especially stupid, 
very naive or ambitious girls like Madonna who are looking for their big break. So make sure it says record artist relations photographer or movie producer in big letters. Ooh, burn. That is a great burn. Is it all on, is Madonna just ambitious or is she all those things? Does she not like Madonna? I think she has an, an album called Ambitious. Blonde oh. Ambition or what? Blonde, oh, Ambition. Blonde Ambition? Blonde Ambition, right. Yeah. That was a tour. Oh, I wonder if they have some, some hatred. That is shady as fuck. Shady. I love you, Kim Gordon. Here's another one. Evil Canadians. Dear girl, I'm 19 and my girlfriend is 15. Ooh. <laughs> is this evil? Ooh. We love each other. Ooh. But there are certain people in our lives who don't think it's a good idea for us to be together, like the law enforcement. What do you think? <laughs> These, this is Luke and Tanya from Toronto, Ontario, Canada. Kim, evil? I don't know. I'm a firm believer in the other way around, younger man, older woman, especially since women live longer than men in general. Tanya, if you think you're madly in love and will spend the rest of your life w- with each other, maybe you should dump him and talk to Bill Wyman <laughs> of the Rolling Stones. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> At 15, though, I wouldn't want to go out with a 10-year-old. Whoa. That's a truth, man. It is true. Why would you go out with a 10-year-old at 15? <laughs> Could she stop being snarky for a second and say, no, this guy's 19. You should probably shouldn't be dating a 15-year-old? What if it was the other way around? Then it would be fine. If, sh- if the girl was 19 and the guy was 15? I dated a 20 20- two-year-old when I was like 15 years his elder. Mrs. Robinson, you're trying to seduce me. <laughs> Aren't you? Ew. He's you a man last now. Week? Last week. <laughs> He's a man now. I don't think I've ever dated a younger guy. I've definitely dated older guys when I was younger, but that's a weird thing when you're in high school as a female, which speaks to that culture as well, that yeah, like yeah. I knew so many girls that like would be like 15, 16 and like date guys that were like 21. In their 20s, yeah. I think that the age gap is more easy for me to like swallow when you're like in your later 20s <laughs> mid to late 20s like i think that's i don't know where that what are came you, from what are you doing like dating people you shouldn't even be dating when you're a teenager no you should be at home reading the bible <laughs> <laughs> you should be achieving in studies for sure yeah, exactly. That's not how Kim Don't Gordon listen to them it. guys. Go and play in a band and smoke a lot of pot. Speaking of advice. bands, Get a bong when you're Rowie like 14. Rowie and James were in a band, so I think that this is relevant to them. Dear girl, my girlfriend gets mad when I spend too much time with my band. We suck <laughs> and are only trying to get better. Can't the band, really. I mean, what now? This is Kim's advice. Maybe if your girlfriend had her own band or some equivalent, she'd understand the fun. But it's not good to practice too much. It takes the mystery out of it more than three times a week. Is too much. Is that true? More than three times a week. What a who the fuck practices that <laughs> if much? In, if you're in high school and you have nothing else to do, I guess, and you just started, so. you have all the free time. You're not. You're in a band. You're not. You don't give a shit about your studies. How about are you rock trying to be roll. Led Zeppelin? You're like a punk rock. High How often guy. did you guys oh, rehearse when you had two your to three band? times a week? No, <laughs> but like twice at the week. start we did three. When we first started, just we were trying to learn the songs and get like. Get into actually, but once you get like stuff down, you don't need to practice. It's true. Twice a week, right? minimum. You learn the songs, and then you just you know them already. I don't know. We've so never been in a band. Again and Maybe again. you should start one. Maybe we should. Guy no, I bags. would murder everybody. <laughs> I can't date artists. I can't do it. Okay, okay wait. <laughs> if we were in a band, what would we play? I was saying this I play podcast drums. is kind of like being in a band, except you it don't have bit. to. Like James thinks write he's the lead poem. singer, but we were trying to get rid of him, and we rehearse without him all the time. <laughs> <laughs> I would play the tenor saxophone. Nice. Lauren? I uh, think Lauren would be a shredding guitar. No way, I'd be a stage dancer like in the Muddy Muddy Boston. <laughs> <laughs> I, I want to 
want to be like, who's that guy, Bez is his name? Just <laughs> yeah, the, the guy who just, you take an infinite amount of drugs and you dance and just provide <laughs> the band with like a vibration. But I just said that that's what I was doing. That's you can't do that, that too. That was basically already my job. Well, can my we have two? Band? But like there's bits been done with one person. You see but what there I'm hasn't saying? We could be two. like the Bez twins over yeah, here. Yeah, okay. I just like sang in my band. And sometimes Rowie would have a song where he sang, where literally I would have nothing to do because I didn't play an instrument, but dance around on drugs like Bez. <laughs> That's actually true. You can look it up on yeah, YouTube. Yeah, I forgot. I forgot like what you did when when <laughs> I forgot you actually didn't. Do I forgot anything. what you did. I would actually the James Holler. I would actually <laughs> leave the stage and go to the back and just drink a beer, but like by the drum riser while the whole thing was going on. Yeah, you needed to learn an instrument. I think maybe. Maybe you need to show up to those three practices a week. <laughs> <laughs> if you practice four times a week, you could probably learn like um I don't know harmonium or something like that. That'd be cool. Harmonica. Harmonica. Harmonicas. Drive me crazy, like the sound. Everything drives you crazy. Dia, since Dee got here, she's been like, I can't stand that. That drives me crazy. <laughs> I have PMS. I'm sorry. Dee, oh, that's fine. Don't Dee, I'm sorry, but Dee not sorry. Sorry. Would, like, if you want to imagine your worst nightmare, I can I can project your hell on earth for you. Dating a not only an artist but a fucking virtuoso harmonica player <laughs> that like, practices their fucking scales. Like, they don't just Did go and fucking John jam. Popper? They don't, yeah, they don't just jam. They wake up in the morning with their morning coffee. They play scales, like, chromatically. In the shower. But they actually sleep with it, so when they snore and breathe at night, it's like... <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> Fucking night. Guess who's sleeping on the couch, harmonica boy? <laughs> hey, we love having a laugh here on Girly Mags, but sometimes we like to get real. Yeah, here's a laugh real joke. Knock, knock. Who's there? Some woke ass shit. Whoa. Woke me up before you go go. <laughs> before you blow Because blow. I'm not planning on. Living YOLO. <laughs> Terrible, dude. Sorry. This is what you that get when uh, I feel freestyling. I thought it was I a little funny, bad. but I'm also drunk, so. <laughs> Literally, we drink a lot, girly mags. We do drink a bit. Anyways. We also don't drink as much as me. We do feel yeah. a lot. And this was one of the first episodes that girly, sorry, this is one of the first segments Girly Mag did where we got really serious, and it was really, really great. Yeah. I worked out, I feel like I worked out a lot of stuff about how I think and, you know, where really? I Really? Because I haven't stuff. worked out in months. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, uh, but it is one of my favorite segments. I thought, you know, we had a really, really good conversation. And also, I really enjoyed that, like, the dudes at the table sat back and, like, allowed, you know, us to talk for a lot of it. They, in- they, they came in on it and, and contributed. From a respectful point of view. From, but yeah. it was very respectful, and I, like, really appreciated how, like, that whole segment went. And it was, like, it really educational out. for all of us. It yeah. stuck out in my mind so prominently, and you guys had great feedback from listeners and yeah, people who yeah. listened to it. And, yeah, it, it was absolutely amazing. And I, I love joking. We all have a great time all the time, but sometimes it's great to be woke. And it was yep. a very woke – I hate to say that it word. Kind of, woke and joke. Me away. Like, you can hear the part where I'm, like, completely being, like – I found educated. that respectful. I'm not saying like anything for probably like two or three minutes. I'm just being like, bro, uh, you were asleep. <laughs> <laughs> he uh, he uh, he woke and woke. <laughs> no, I he was woke like, up. Usually, I you know usually 
usually it's all fun and games for young Manischewitz, so I, I had to I had to really you for know, all of us, I man. Had to pull into the emotional pool. I had to kind of go deep. He jumped in. I like the way that you said that, though. Woke and joke, where we can like laugh about shit. He dove into the deep end of the woke pool and hit his belly and got his first period. But I mean, you know, fuck being a jester all the time. It's just the, the best things to laugh about are things that even jesters cry bad shit happens and mm-hmm. you have to laugh about it sometimes. Yeah, dude, we Those can't just sit here and not address the know? fact that some crazy shit happens in the world. And like these magazines are great, but they also have a lot of problems. And mm-hmm. that's why we're talking about. Them. So yeah. this is what it sounds like when bruvs cry. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, I don't think we should talk about this. Come on, why not? People might misunderstand what we're trying to say, you know? No, but it's a part of life, okay? Hello there, welcome back to Girly Mags. So we're going to um, be talking about an article called How to Say No. And uh, just before we dive into this article, due to the subject matter and the current cultural conversation surrounding sex and consent, um, we're going to come at this from our own personal experiences and, you know, try to stay on what we're qualified to talk about. And we're also dealing with an article that is nearly 20 years old and geared towards younger girls. The source material is gendered and pretty heteronormative, and that's how we're going to approach this conversation while knowing that this is by no means an exhaustive dialogue about what we're talking about. Absolutely. We need to we need to capture that and just put it at the start of every episode because yeah. it's basically <laughs> <our> <laughs> Exactly. It's basically what we're here to talk about. Mags. Yeah, it's girly mags. We're talking about older stuff. Um so we just kinda want to give a little bit of a disclaimer. So without further ado, um we'll jump right in. So the article is called How to Say No. It's just two little letters long. So why is this word so hard to say, especially to your guy? Letting a guy get close to you can be complicated, so true. As he gets to know the real you, it can lead to a lot of new feelings, and you might start questioning every single thing you do or don't do, say or don't say. Are you being cool enough? Does he like what you're wearing? What if you say something stupid and sound like a complete dork? Whatever you do, you don't want to mess things up. That's why it might seem easier to go along with whatever he wants. Don't rock the boat, right? Wrong. 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 I just (laughs) scared me. (laughs) (laughs) To make a romance super strong, you've got to be honest with your boyfriend as well as yourself. And if you set some personal boundaries, like what you want from the relationship and what you're not ready for, you'll be a lot more comfortable with the way things are headed. The best part, your guy will get a good glimpse of the real you, someone he'll definitely want to know better, which I think is like pretty, a pretty good intro. Um, So we're going to jump right into the first one, which is, Saying no to slow him down. He's speeding down the touchy-feely highway when you want to stay in the slow lane. Evangeline, 16 years old, says her last boyfriend was way more focused on unbuttoning and unzipping than she was. We'd rent a movie and I'd be so tense that I couldn't concentrate on what was happening. I just knew Michael was going to try something. He'd slip his arm around me or try to kiss my neck. I always had to be ready to jump up and get more popcorn or go to the bathroom. I hated having to be on the defensive all the time, but I didn't want to hurt his feelings. How about reinterpreting Netflix and you chill, Michael? (laughs) (laughs) No shit, right? We're going to talk about that. That is an accurate observation. It wasn't until Evangeline finally started crying out of frustration that Michael realized he was scaring her. He was so hurt, she said. He was like, why didn't you just say something? I guess I just expected him to read my mind. So um, there's some, a little bit of 
advice given by Gladys Volker's MA, a psychotherapist and co-author of a Ooh. bunch of stuff that sounds smart. Wait, <laughs> can I just interrupt for one yes. second? Shocking. <laughs> <laughs> well, don't. Oh, he's like, I should have read your mind. Why don't you read her body language? Like, we're read, gonna talk about oh, that. Don't worry, yeah. dude. Why don't we just talk about it? Why are we? Going <laughs> don't worry, about dude. That? That's a common mistake, says Gladys Volker's. But you can't control other people's thoughts and feelings, and they can't control yours. You may choose to think and feel the way they want to, but they can't force you. So how do you deal with old octopus arms? That guy who's ready for more physical contact than you want? It might be awkward, but you gotta be honest. Use iMessages to shift any blame off your guy. Instead of saying, you always pressure me, which can put him on the defensive, try saying, I'm just not ready to move so fast. So by no means do I want to shit on the advice given in this, in this article. I don't, mean to, I don't want to shit on this girlfriend and her boyfriend. Um, they're obviously very young. They're 16, 17. And I do think for the most part that what they've said is like pretty good advice. It's like the, the you know, keeping the lines of communication open and stuff like that. But obviously there's some problems. Um, yes. Like there's some, there's some problematic stuff going on in that, that advice. As I was reading it, like cons- the word consent is not even mentioned once in an advice piece about what consent looks like and sounds like and feels like, which I find it's like really problematic in that, you know, you're not even saying the word. So how can you expect people to kind of know and interpret what it looks like or what it feels like, you know? And well, and in the current, like this is from the 2000s and this is something that's obviously a hot button topic, but it's something that's been going on forever. Mm-hmm. It's just like based on the advice that this person gives there, like you said, there's nothing. It's just more like, don't make him get defensive, you know, exactly. his ego, like just talk about your own feelings and that doesn't necessarily work. Yeah. This is what, what I found problematic with this and not problematic with how this was written, but also now is that when we talk about consent, we're not talking about all the different types of power operating in any given situation. We're just talking about, did you say no or did you say yes? Exactly. Like, period. And you're not, you're not talking about the whole thing. Yeah. And I think that, you know, it, it puts the onus on the girl. And to a certain extent, because this is very much geared towards younger women, I kind of understand the impulse to make the advice geared towards women. But it's really problematic when you're not also talking to boys and telling them how to read exactly. body language, like James was saying, which was a very, very good point. But you need to be you need to be not just teaching girls you know how to give a clear idea of where they're coming from you need to teach guys how to read body language exactly nonverbal communication is huge obviously the verbal communication is you know the barrier the second step but the nonverbal cues are very important and it's very easy to ignore those and be like oh no you know I think she's just playing hard to get or she's playing coy which I think guys are kind of taught from a young age like you're like oh chase after that girl or be mean to that girl that you you know, on the it, playground that you kind of have a crush on or whatever. It's, it, it is a complicated perspective where it's coming from the position where the guy is trying to get something and the whole game is she's trying to stop him from getting what he wants. And that's the perspective that he's coming in and from. And that's what's so crazy is that's how people are raised. So, the, you know, we aren't... The issue is bigger than just, like I said, the yes and no. It's a much broader conversation about the critique of sex. And if we only look at consent... You know, and under the yes and no, w- and that definition, we're only managing a broken system that's rooted in a rape culture. Yes. So if we're only talking about yes and no. Then we're we're allowing how the culture ex- uh, functions to exist without questioning what could be possibly wrong with that with that culture. 
And it's not just about yes or no. It's not just about sex assault or sex positivity or like teaching girls how to speak for themselves because sexual culture is shitty in many other ways than somebody pressuring you and you saying no. Yeah, like it's, exactly. And, and that was seen in this article. That's seen in the Aziz Ansari situation. It's seen in the uh, fictional short story piece called Cat Person that was in The New Yorker. And these are examples of a whole range of sex and inequality that need to be interrogated. The patterns of sex and gender that James was just talking about. These are patterns of sex and gender. And these are there's a lot of reasons why women feel shitty after having sex more than just the fact that, you know, I didn't say no or did he read my mind? And it's about power. It's about power balances. And I think that, like, it's also um, if your girlfriend or your whoever you're with if they've gotten to the point where they're crying because they're scared, you've missed something yeah. in that conversation. Yeah. Um, you've missed body language. You've missed her constantly going to the bathroom whenever you get close. You've missed her constantly finding a reason to not be around you. Mm-hmm. And if like, and that's where, you know, that's where we start getting into like the current, like what we're currently going through now, where it's this whole idea of Aziz Ansari, for example, is guilty of not being a mind reader. And it's like, well, no, she gave off pretty, high neon sign above her head cues that she didn't want what was going on. Mind reader, word reader. She vocalized it. But at the same time, you can imagine that if we're only talking about, you know, physicalities and what people are doing, you say something and you do something else. So you can imagine that not dissecting the conversation further into the culture behind why we do what we do, that that is a problematic situation. Well, the other thing is that, you know, I think it had come out that they had like fooled around a bit before which is another thing that people just automatically assume that this is like a blowjob is a gateway to sex or sex right. is a gateway to anal sex right. that's not necessarily no. it like you you know they might not be connected at all yeah exactly like there's been times where i've fooled around with somebody and i'm like i don't really want this to go any farther than it is and you feel pressured whether right. indirect or directly that like you're you know it, it could be small things like guys I remember in high school guys are like I got blue balls and it's like that's, that's bullshit you have to dry up for a really long time <laughs> yeah we know your take on blue <laughs> we balls talked dude. About we talked about it another thing times. another thing is I think a big part of it and you know not to say uh, the culture now is if you hit resistance trying to break through it or convince someone. I think a great culture change would be if you hit resistance, there shouldn't be any world of trying to convince someone. Yeah. Like, hey, yes. if they say yes, maybe they'll say yes eventually if I keep pushing. And I think this isn't Scientology. It would be good if we eventually <laughs> got to a point where if you hit this point where they say no, maybe if you just created a world where it's like, okay, then uh, I won't push. Which is a good lead in. Like, I looked up online what the current definition of informed consent is. And um, one of the most wonderful resources out there right now, which is the Planned Parenthood website, um, you can go there to plannedparenthood.org. And they've got five pillars of what consent looks like and is. And they are that consent is freely given, reversible at any time, informed, enthusiastic, and very specific. And the number of people right now out there that don't understand what consent is is just like you know it's both mind-boggling and not considering you know the type of advice that was given in this article where you're not even saying the word you know well and that was only 18 years ago so you think about some of those teenagers that were in this climate and now they're like men adult men who are still operating under this well if she says i'm not ready to move so fast it could be like aziz ansari well how about this is our second date you know like it's like 
You can find your ways around it. How about yeah. right around this time, Chris Rock had a bit where he's like, if my father didn't harass my mother, I wouldn't be here. Oh, yeah. yeah. I mean, that's making light of a situation. Yeah. But the thing with the with the whole concept of consent, too, is that it, you're looking with consent, you're looking to make sex more ethical. But you can't make sex fully ethical without looking at the power imbalances yes. that surround it. Yeah. Is there anything else that you... Um, move no, I think we I mean? solved it. I think we're good. <laughs> yeah, we've, we solved solved we've solved it. We've solved it. Um, no, just um, like, you know, also going into like, you know, I'm, I'm a very obviously I've said this in the past. I'm a very big supporter of Teen Vogue. I think they're doing a lot of good work right now. They've got a ton of articles that are about consent. Um, they talk about in one of them about uh, Planned Parenthood did a study of about 2,000 people in 2015, and they did a study on consent. And 27% of women said consent should be given at every step of the interaction as opposed to 19% of men who like didn't understand what that was going on with that. Well, and I think sometimes there's this culture that men have this idea that, oh, is this going to like make sex less sexy? Is it going to take everything out of it where, you know, I, I've got to like, get a fucking verb but like i saw that they developed an app for somebody to like sign their signature yeah, yeah. saying like i'll have sex with you before but that wouldn't hold up in court no and you could change your mind yeah exactly yeah. i That's think that there's like a whole i mean a whole place you can really get to here where consent like the fact that the woman or the person that you're wanting to sleep with wants to sleep with you can actually just be really exciting and really the erotic thing like that's it it's just like this person is agreeing to have like this moment with you where you're both like really intimate and you you exist in a way that you do not ever exist in like in society you know just in in the everyday world like that to me is the thing that's really a turn on it's almost like beyond yeah. the way the yeah. person looks and it's yeah. like oh it's like somebody wanting to have somebody that's on this into thing it that's yeah. like that that i think is a good maybe thought to kind of put out there that 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 that, that can be, be what sex is a, exactly like, that Again, could really turn you on I'll, to the point where it could be that's where how you enjoy i sex. think a and big part of it is raising a generation of men who don't have locker quote locker room culture and don't have Correct. this antagonistic yes. relationship towards women where they're constantly scamming on women and the point is to sneak one and get something from women and be like get to have sex with them i tr- somehow trick them into fucking you and because that is so ingrained in the culture right now and accepted in so many ways when the system tells us about consent and tries to teach us about consent and tells us it's okay to say no, what they're actually doing, and it's a start, but it's not the final, is they're just teaching us how to ride a broken bike. Yeah. yeah. So instead of actually showing us that the bike is broken or teaching us how to fix it, they're teaching us how to ride it. And Ooh, like getting yeah. on that bike with no seat, just the pole. <laughs> <laughs> just like that. Um, and and <laughs> I mean, Sibian? the idea, to go off of like what, you know, what Rowie and Lauren had just said, um, the whole idea of consent as unsexy or a hassle or, you know, something standing in the way of you getting, you know, getting getting your rocks off. I hate that. I'm going to say that again because I fucking hate that term. The idea that consent as is unsexy or, or a hassle, we think that, and, like, I, I'm using the, the term we in a larger sense, but, like, we think that and because we're coming off of a history of never making that a priority and never making consent a priority in that conversation and in that um, setting. And it's, you know, and coming off of also, we've, we've raised women, historically speaking, to be people pleasers. Yes, exactly. We've we've raised women to be people pleasers, to be meek, um, to be pleasant. 
and to never question. And at the same time, in articles like this, we've also put the onus on them to make sure that they're responsible yes. for their own for their own, you know, like sexual, um, you know, interactions with people. Mm-hmm. Like to speak to that point, you know, you the way that you raise men is that you raise men to be like hunters, to be like, you know, people Aggressors. that just like yeah. are, are are you're out to get that. There's something wrong with you if you don't end up with the prize. If you don't do that, you're like, you should come home like a loser. You know what I mean? And your friends, like the way that the culture is set up too between, you know, just like it's locker room culture basically. It's like you're a failure, you're a loser, you're a wimp or whatever it is. And so, you know, you just, your motivation at the end of the day is so, you're so doing it wrong. We also have a large number of young people who are learning about sexuality and, you know, sexual intercourse through porn. Like we've got, we, you know, coming from. That's how I learned about it. That's how I learned about it. I also, I also didn't have sex until I was in my 20s. And one of the reasons I didn't do that is because I didn't think I could reverse my decision at any point. Mm -hmm. I thought the second that I said yes, that was it. And I just had to do it. And that thought was terrifying. And I think that, and the thing is, where where do those thoughts come from? Where do you learn those things? So that goes back to what I was saying about broadening the scope to like looking at the more subtle and persistent ways that women are hurt. You know, fixing our sexual education, starting it earlier, changing how we raise our children and getting away from teaching women to make others feel good and to not yeah. make others feel mad which is what you said and like when you look at all of this dialogue it I really see the future of wave of feminism doing that and putting forward an alternative vision for what sex could be and what it isn't and I think we're doing a really good job with like you know um, with current education and especially like I mean I only really know Ontario but there's you know, the recent sex ed curriculum, which I took a very quick glance at, but they they don't start talking about the actual word consent until about grade nine. And, you know, but they start talking about, you know, relationships and, you know, decisions involving relationships and sex and, you know, decisions involving sexual activity. They start talking about that now at grade six, which I think is a good thing. That is a good yeah. thing. I was watching Blue Planet last night, which was the what I saw was perfect for this conversation. There's a male fish in the deep ocean that clings to the female, which is about a hundred times its size, and it digs its teeth into her side. And in three weeks, he's fused to her for life, living off all of her nutrients. And in exchange, she gets a lifetime supply of sperm. Yeah. <laughs> What's the fish called? I find them fascinating. That's like what you were afraid Wanda. of, not being able to like ever back out. Yeah. Like, That's what fucked. I'm saying. Like, you know what? Just <laughs> kick him off with your fin. So don't be like like, you know, straight up, guys, don't be a fucking crustacean or whatever the yeah. fuck. Like try to evolve. Welcome to TDM tonight. My name is Flaccid Fellini, entertainment reporter to the gutter and i'm here with <laughs> young manischewitz who has so many celebrity encounters he has a thing installed in his website from the 90s and it's like one two, one of those counters it's a counter he has his own corner when you're this old you fucking have an abacus all right <laughs> and when you're this old it's true you know i've had a many brushes with some A, B, and E-list celebrities. <laughs> How many combs did you have with them? One day, right? I had I had some toothbrushes with them, and I had some 
Anyways, <laughs> I get it. It's just no, a dad I get joke. It. I get it. When you yeah. have an abacus, this, these things start to make sense. Yeah, yeah. One day, though, you know, like I can see over the mountaintop, and I feel like <laughs> these simple brushes with celebrity will turn into me being on a level playing field with the Hollywood elite because I will be Hollywood's greatest manager. And I will tell you, my number one client will be. The burping wonder, Lauren Presky. <laughs> We're going to start out by fucking, I already have like some great marketing plans. We're yeah. going to go Instagram live and you're going to burp for like 30 <laughs> seconds. You should see this lady. You're like my Heidi Fleiss. <laughs> Anyways, second only to 30 second burps is our next segment about, uh, you know, some celebrity Combs and brushes. <laughs> <laughs> Did you guys know that Lou Pearlman is cousins with Art Garfunkel? What? Only well, one of those have probably touched a young boy, and it's up to you to figure out which one. The only touching boy in New York. The only touching boy in New York. <laughs> do, do, do. <laughs> All right, let's go to Orlando with Rowie back in the Disney world. A.K.A. Young Manischewitz. I just have to say that back in the day, your boy Young Manischewitz sold, speaking of parenthood, Steve Martin, I sold him some shampoo. That's cool. <laughs> At the drugstore? It's funny that he was yeah, like on the street. Yeah. <laughs> Where's the context of the story? He was like just missing his shampoo. And Rowie stopped growing weed, started selling shampoo. <laughs> just Steve Martin celebrities. was one of his best customers. I had to cool but down for a while, had to get a regular job. It ended up being at a hair salon. In walked <laughs> Steve Martin. He asked for the most simple shampoo. I gave him some simple shampoo. Was it two in one? The transaction was over. I didn't even let on. It was very hard to let on, too, at that point. It was like bartending at uh, whatever, the green room at whatever, some shit, where it's just like you know that it's the person. It's like, yo, you're my hero. I saw planes, trains, and automobiles. I know every word, but I can't (laughs) let on that you know and I know and you know and I know. But what's crazy and all he's thinking is, oh, my God, I hope this guy's not thinking of me naked in the shower right now, (laughs) massaging shampoo into my luscious white hair. It's his. (laughs) It must have worked because he's got like, he's had the same hair his entire life. It's fucking incredible. Great white hair. It's fucking. Incredible. Great job, Rowie. <laughs> That's uh, all him. Yeah, shampoo. Really, it was the shampoo. He you does have, him. Yeah, he has really good hair. If you want some great hair. hair, you know, just he's, ask for the simple shampoo. He started it with old, he, looking kind of old, and that's the key to him looking the exact same for like 40 years. Steve Martin still looks old, kind of. Question of, I, I just thought of, what does that dome do? Dome. What? At the hair salon, when you put the dome over it your dry, hair. It dries your hair. Oh, it does no, it when evenly. you squish it down, plasticine comes out of it. <laughs> <laughs> it's uh, it's even, like even dry. Thing? Yeah, yeah, even dry. The young man celebrity corner. I know I have like a lot of really weird celebrity stories, but when I was when I was sixteen, this is really celebrity corner. I dated uh, like a girl who was like one, uh, one of the Mouseketeers, right? Nice job. So we were like we were pretty tight, and I went. I was like I visited her a couple times. She lived. She actually lived in Orlando for six months out of the year, and so I went and visited her a couple times. And this one time we went to the movies at night, and we ran into. Christina and Brittany. Honestly, they were fourteen. <laughs> they were fourteen years old, like honestly, just kids, right? And they, um, the girl I was dating, like probably shouldn't say her name. Don't, Don't say her name. Okay, let's, Av- uh, the girl. Okay, let's let's just cut that. Christina like, Smagulera. <laughs> the girl that I was dating, she introduced me 
to them, just like, you know, here's some friends like that we're, like, we're working with and everything. And I just remember them being like, just like kind of laughing, being shy, being like these just being a girl kids, at 14, you know, being a 14 like, year old. Oh, yeah. and like you kind of, you know, that that to me, I feel like influenced a lot of the celebrity stuff that I would see because, you know, you'd see like well, humanize them for you. Yeah, yet it makes again. it a little sadder. I Hold think. on. But, you know, you can think of you can think of that memory and just realize that you just you go back like everyone was a kid like that. Everyone at some point had innocence. Even if yeah, absolutely. I have known you for like 10 years and you've <laughs> never told me this story. Who are you, Forrest fucking Gump? I, was I can't for the believe podcast, you've never told man. me this story your entire life. I've been waiting for Girly Mags forever. Alpha, I also met Brittany Mags. and who? Who was the other one? Christina. They're on first name basis. And Brittany and Christina were hanging out the same time. They would see a movie the same time. How is this <laughs> like, possible? going yeah, total fan right, right now. I got more, guys. I Wait, think that, I, I also think that like, I mean, now that we've, I mean, we, we're, you know, at this point, going through a time where like it's becoming more um help, like more important to talk about mental health mm-hmm. and back then we didn't like i mean i'm not even talking that long ago we're talking 2002 where it wasn't a big thing mm-hmm. for people is like including like you know people men or men or women it wasn't it wasn't you know like a big thing to talk about their mental health like that mm-hmm. wasn't a conversation we were really sort of having yet as in the same way that we're having now so i think that like all of those you know, um, public, you know, mental breakdowns that we were seeing or people with drug problems or people, you know, like having obvious like problems in their life. We just, we were, we were just watching it. Like it, we weren't actually talking about what was going on now in the way that we are now. I need a mental health break because that just blew my fucking (laughs) mind that Roe met Christina and fucking Brittany and never told me we're going to take a break while I fucking... I put down my microphone and I, and you did that and I'm like, fuck, I broke the microphone. (laughs) Well, I try and piece my mind back together that Roey met Brittany and fucking Christina never told me. Everything a break. And I try and get you guys to put your seat in your pants back on. Everything a break. Jesus Christ. What a fucking revelation. Guys, an issue near and dear to my heart with the Girly Mags crew is toilet paper. I tried instituting a system... Where everyone gets nine pieces of toilet paper. <laughs> they don't use them all. They could bank them up. They can trade them with other people. <laughs> One time I put like a bike lock on the toilet paper so they wouldn't use all my toilet paper. <laughs> then I had to resort to buying Joe Fluff brand toilet paper, <laughs> which literally was like wiping your ass with like sandpaper. It, was sh- it wasn't even perforated. This is how shitty this toilet paper was. It's from the dollar store. Yep. Anyway, so we we talked about toilet paper with Josh, our special guest, Josh Lindley of Bartender Atlas, and we talked about bathroom problems. So enjoy this segment of our previous show. You guys should get a bidet, though. <laughs> yeah, I'm just yeah. gonna leave. A, I'm just gonna leave a cup of water in an old sponge. <laughs> you can use the toilet cleaner on your the toilet brush. <laughs> Anyways. I feel you about the toilet paper, though. The struggle is weird, like real, <laughs> like you know, making sure you're fully stocked with toilet paper. Yeah, you know, you don't want to run out, and if you do, toilet paper is a fucking myth made concocted by the man. <laughs> All toilet paper does is like brushes like poo into your ass hair. It doesn't. I don't get have any ass hair. Anything. I shaved it last week doesn't after listening to the episode. All right, guys, you guys are now using you need the a bathroom. Shower, you need a bidet. You need water and soap after a shit. You guys <laughs> are going to McDonald's or the Starbucks to use the bathroom from now on. All right. <laughs> 
My 10th grade class went on a trip to New York. And one night, my buds and I decided to play a game of Truth or Dare. Ooh. And who gives a shit about what happened? Because why don't we play a little Truth or Dare? As oh. Bags. Classic game. Now, this is really nervous for me because I cannot pick truth. My girlfriend's sitting right there. <laughs> I have like a seven-year web of lies <laughs> that I can get nailed on. I dare you to open up your web lie hole. <laughs> All right. I guess maybe we should take Josh because he's the... He's the guest. Well, well like, done. Truth well, or like dare, what Josh. Kind of, what kind of dare are we talking about? That's as, up to us, Shory. it's an entirely audio uh, media that we're dealing in. Oh, well, we'll see. But that's the whole point of the dare. You can't know the dare before. Like right. That's the whole point of the game. <laughs> like, do I feel safer because it's only audio? Uh, you should No. <laughs> you shouldn't. I shouldn't. We can see everything. See everything. Okay, cool. <laughs> audio uh, humiliation whatever, is some I'm of the worst kind of shit. Trust yeah. me, I know. You can easily day, just choose time. truth. Yeah, let's do truth. All right. All right. Okay. So, oh boy. you're in a public restroom uh-huh. and just went number two. Sure. Then you realize your stall has no toilet paper. Ooh. There's an empty toilet roll yeah. in the stall. Yeah. What do you do? What time of year is it? <laughs> it's the solstice. Which one? The winter solstice. Winter. <laughs> it's winter time. Okay, so I'm going to assume because it's winter time, I'm wearing underwear. What the fuck? I do, I do <laughs> my bet. I do my best with the underwear I'm wearing. The okay. underwear goes <gasps> in the waste paper basket. That's, that wow! Wow! I do, I do what I can with a toilet paper roll. I do the toilet paper roll first. I scrape a bit with a toilet paper roll and just like get off what I can. Then I take off my underwear and finish up with the underwear and throw it in the garbage, like Josh said. But you got to make sure you throw that shit literally in the garbage, because like I have definitely from working in restaurants. I mean, put, uh, you're found, not supposed to put it in your back pocket. I have found poopy underwear like wedged <laughs> behind a toilet, like someone was never going to find it. That's insane. <laughs> it's fucked. Here's a question. Girls do this all the time. Hey, can you pass me some toilet paper? Yeah. Do guys do that? Do the guys you know do that? Ooh, a good, if it was... Nope. <laughs> for real, for real, for reals, I would crawl under... The, if it was empty, I would crawl under the divider. <laughs> Why wouldn't you just go, go out and in? Why wouldn't you just oh, walk I around? Would would Why'd you crawl under? I'm not, I'm, I'm not great at problem solving. James is like <laughs> with his pants down. What he's got his pants like, on his ankles and he's just like... What if somebody walks in and they see you, pants around your ankles, crawling under from one thing to the next? What are they going to think? I would start, like, growling at them and, like, reaching for their ankles. Like they're rabid. You're still, like, half a turd stuck to you. Oh, my God. You're not really, like, supposed to talk to anyone or say any words unless you're talking to, like, your three-year-old son in the men's washroom. You know what I mean? Uh, I was at uh, the public washroom at Trinity Bellwoods Park, like, I don't know, two summers ago or something. I'm standing there and I'm peeing at a urinal and no joke, some guy I had only ever met once before walked up behind me and like patted me on the (gasps) shoulder and was like, hey dude, what's going on? I'm like, what the fuck do you think is going on? (laughs) What's going on is something severely inappropriate. me while I am touching my junk? I I would literally never leave. That's like something only uh, happens at a beer fest. Yeah, but well, I mean, it was Bellwoods before they started cracking down. Hey bro, it's it's pretty crowded here. You mind if we double up on this urinal? Thanks 
so much for listening to our second Best Stuff episode and for joining us on this year-long journey. It's been a treat. Uh, you guys are wonderful. My co-hosts are wonderful. And I've had a really, really, really great time doing this. And I hope it leads to... I know it'll lead to another year of the exact same. So We're not taking a break. We'll be right back at you with n- new episodes starting right after this one. So. Girly Megs doesn't sleep. Nope. <laughs> just keeps going over and over. <laughs> yeah. uh, season two, we've got a lot of surprises in store, but one thing that we do want to Each one more surprising than the next. <laughs> so surprising we can't tell you about them here. <laughs> we do want to do a little segment with Dr. D, so if you have any questions about sex, relationships, advice, sexuality, weird shit, we love weird shit. I promise, I promise to give you my uh, undivided attention and my stellar research skills into completely pervy stuff. <laughs> also, if you're one of like the handful of people in Toronto that's either seen my dick or my pubes, <laughs> we want you to write in. Just like flood the comments in Instagram. And Please let tell us, us what Rowie's balls either look like. Either balls, pubes, dick. We want to know. <laughs> yeah, thank you so much for joining us for another year around this table uh, and for our second best of Please rate and review us on iTunes. Every two, every time you do, James loses his fucking mind, and he gets so happy that we have a new review. So take the time out to write about how much you love Girly Mags. We would very much appreciate it. Yes. Every I time I see a review, I make an O face. <laughs> <laughs> and you can also follow us uh, on Instagram at girly.mags for your daily dose of 90s nostalgia or on Twitter at girly underscore mags. Is that a ruined O face or is that like <laughs> a full, like a fully realized O? See just, you guys. <laughs> We're coming back. We're still here. We never left. Never will leave. Back with new episodes. You're stuck with us. Season two. Year two. Hundred years more. More girly mags. <laughs> girly mags forever. <laughs> <laughs>